If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. You're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Time to get embarrassed with us. Hey. We're in Brooklyn? We are in Brooklyn. Oh my god. How did we get here? I don't know. I fell asleep in Queens one night in March and I woke up in the rec room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my. Oh my, oh my, oh my. We made it back to the rec room, didn't we? Here we are. Here we are here with masks on. I'm wearing a mask. I'm wearing, you know what I'm wearing in addition to masks? What are you wearing? Examination gloves. Um, I am too. That makes two of us. We're 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 peas in a pod right now, but like not too close because if yeah, we were, we're social distancing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're the social distancing peas in a pod here for uh, another edition of Lost and Rewound, a new edition of LNR coming at you on the one and only Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, and we are kicking it here from the rec room uh, for the first time since March. Uh, I have admittedly been here since march but uh this is the first time you have been stepping out into the realm of brooklyn since the uh pandemic began yes how how feelings how are how do you feel right now it's weird it's as weird as i thought it would be i you know i honestly did leave queens one time during all of this and that was weird this is weird but i'm happy to be doing it is it any weirder than being at a protest surrounded by thousands of people? Um, because that's the reason you were out, right? Yes. Um, the thing about the protest was that I went by myself, and so I was just socially distancing the whole time and not talking to people anyway. So it was probably a little bit less weird, except that there were no cars on Park Ave. Fair. Um, you know, I will say that uh, there's been a lot of protests over by me, justifiably. Uh, they continue, I should say, uh, justifiably. And the fact that, uh, you know, I'm trying to, you know, stay really clear away from the crowds is just to, to you know, keep my, myself and my family in check. Uh, you know, that whole immunocompromised thing. So uh, I do what I can to just sort of keep everybody safe and um, wishing all my friends the best and ho- glad that they're putting in all the emotional and physical labor to get out there and fight for what's right. Yeah, you know, if you're being safe, you should probably stop being safe, but keep wearing your mask. Yeah, it's a good idea. Like, if, if you're protesting right now and, and you feel safe, stop doing whatever you're doing. <laughs> well, whatever the case is, we appreciate 
you, the listener, uh, joining us for this edition of LNR. Uh, a reminder that, uh, you know, if uh, you haven't gotten a chance to listen to any of our past episodes, uh, they should all be up the uh, all up in the all up in it all up in it over on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, as well as our main site, Radio Free Brooklyn dot org slash l a r the megaphone player of which has all of our episodes free and ready with the click of a button hey baby check out my soundcloud (laughs) (laughs) yes check out her soundcloud when do you have a soundcloud i don't think so (laughs) i I probably i probably made one when i was in middle school yeah exactly you haven't looked at it in a while um it's collected dust I probably never submitted anything, mm. or maybe I did. Uh, let's not find out. Lastly, before we begin on this week's edition, uh, just a heads up that uh, if you want to contribute anything to the show and be a part of the show and be a guest like our guest will in a bit, you can email the show. And what's that email? Lostingaround at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Like you have done in the past. I, I have done that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now for real. Shall we begin? It's Pride Month. We're in Brooklyn. Let's do it. Fuck yeah, baby. For our seminal return to the rec room, we have a guest who is no stranger to the Radio Free Brooklyn community. She has been a part of the community, in fact, even before she graced the streaming waves with a show that she hosts every Sunday called Gameplay Radio. Erin Levine is a storyteller. She's a writer and a performer. You probably have seen her at The Moth. Uh, But most importantly, she has been an integral part of the community overseeing Potluck Dinner and Brooklyn Bandstand, which are Friday shows here on RFB. And then, of course, Gameplay Radio, which is every Sunday here from 2 to 3 p.m., a show that I have also been on and grateful to be so. And she's here now to to, uh, return the favor in another installment of this program. Hey, Aaron Levine, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Alon and Rachel, thank you so much for having me. You are uh, quarantining from where today? I am deep in Brooklyn, South Slope area. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Have you been venturing out like Rachel has? Uh, not as intensely, but I'm definitely uh, giving it a bit more active thought as, you know, things continue to happen. I feel like it's very important to uh, participate in any way, shape, and form possible. Um but also, you know, doing whatever feels right as well. So, and you have roommates too, exactly. So I do uh, have roommates, so it is it is a bit more of a risk for uh, whoever else I'm with. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how has it been uh, doing your show from home? 
Oh boy. Um, it, you know, it's been, it's been an adventure in many different ways. Uh, for one thing, my show, which, you know, is an hour long, um, when it's in the studio, it always, when it's live in the studio, it's always kind of rushed at the end. Like it gets to the last five minutes and I'm like really into the story. And then like we have 30 seconds left and I'm like, oh, shit, we have to go. Oh no. Oh my God. Bye. Um, but now I can actually like wrap things up and then just cut it down into an hour, which is kind of fun. Um, the technical difficulties, not as fun. How did you come about finding Radio Free Brooklyn? Well, so I found out about Radio Free Brooklyn because, uh, if I'm going to be honest, I was, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was bored at work and I was um, really looking for kind of a creative outlet, something to do, something that I would enjoy. And I was kind of looking for ways to get involved in radio. And I literally searched radio station Brooklyn. And that's where it was. And I was like, wow, this is absolutely fucking perfect. Um, and then I just re reached out and uh, wrote um, way too long of a letter as a volunteer, especially now that I do a lot of volunteer coordination. I know that I really, I wrote it like I was writing a cover letter for an interview. Um, and they were like, yeah, hey, come on, come over, hang out, whatever you want to do. And then I went to the media mixer that they had once a month and uh, rest is history from there, basically. Yeah, the show that you do, I, I feel like this is something that we can all talk about. It's playing games on the air. Yeah. Like, that's all you do is just you have somebody yeah. and you get you interview them a little bit and then you just get into a game and you just play a game with die and characters and it's completely unpredictable. Yeah, uh, um, that's that's basically the gist of it. I I kind of invite guests onto the show, and um, I try to get people from lots of different uh, backgrounds. It can be sometimes my own family members and friends, but also but other times it's uh, people who have never played before. Um, for example, um, I had an artist on recently who she's just, she was a uh, painter. Her name was Michelle Sakai and she recently came on and played and she had never played a role-playing game before. And um, I think had a really interesting experience. I've had bands on, I've had uh, people who host after school sessions for kids to play D and D back when kids were allowed to gather. Um, and I think they're still doing stuff now. Um, but yeah, I just generally enjoy bringing people on and, telling stories um and i feel like role-playing games have a great structure for that did the games come first or did or did your love of performing and storytelling come first oh i mean i think they're hand in hands um i think gaming has always been a part of my childhood i wouldn't say that i i didn't get into dungeons and dragons until like late college slash becoming an adult um but i mean i had siblings and I would always watch them play like video games and we were always really into board games and stuff as a kid. So that was all there. And then at the same time, I was always an avid reader who loved fantasy. I spent more time in middle school classes reading fantasy novels than I did paying attention in class. <laughs> <laughs> like um, what? Like what kind of novels were you reading? Oh boy. Like anything with fairies in them. I'm so, trying to okay. remember. I was going to say. What, yeah. ki what kind of fairies? Yeah. Um... Some of it was like where it was like uh, like little tiny fairies that had like this weird like environment. Sometimes it was like alternate reality fairies where um, 
I remember there was once where I literally just wanted a book that would last me a long time. So I got this book that was like as big as a brick. And it was just this like really weird sort of trashy story about witches um, and all of the crazy stuff they would get into. It was um, like, think Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like the modern version that came out. Like I read that just to have something to read. Were any, um, were any of these witches thrown in the, in the lake? Thrown, drowned in a lake? Yeah. Uh, thankfully, no. No, they all survived. They had their own fights to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said you had siblings. Where were you yes. in the lineup? Oh, I was the youngest. I was the baby. It was my older brother, five years older than me. And then uh, I have a middle sister, three years older than me, and then me. So from as early as you can remember, you would be surrounded by your siblings uh, playing games and that was and so it was impressed upon yeah. you from a very young age yeah yeah I mean especially my brother he was like the first one to get into video gaming and um, went like and computer gaming too when uh, my mom and my brother would sit down at the computer and play uh, computer games together if you guys remember Myst at oh, all oh yeah sure yeah um, so I would sit in the corner and watch them play that did your siblings um, ever yeah give you either a computer mouse or a console controller that was unplugged? Um, thankfully, no, but they just wouldn't like, most of the time it was either they would play one player games and I would sit there and watch where it was just kind of like, not even a question of whether I was helping. It was just sitting in the back of the peanut gallery. Um, or we would be playing like Mario party and stuff like that. I, I have a very fond memory. Uh, speaking of like, siblings in video games where my brother was absolutely lost in a game he was i've been i sat there for like an hour watching him go like <laughs> in circles in this area just running into all of these stupid battles and getting angrier and angrier and i like i kind of knew where he was and i was like i'm pretty sure you missed it and he was like i didn't miss it <laughs> um and finally he gave up and went to go to the computer because this was back when you know there were no like phones or whatever um I can't believe I can even say that. Um, but uh, he got up and went to the computer in a different room to go look up the answer for where this place was. And I was like, well, you know, can I play it while you're not there? And he said, like, yeah, fine. Just don't get killed and you can fly around a little bit. Um, and within like five minutes of having hold of the controller, I found the place immediately. I was very proud of myself. That's awesome. That's a that's a that's a big little sister moment, and I really yeah. That's to a big it. that's a big little sister move. Wait, yes, what exactly. game was it? Uh, Skies of Arcadia. Oh wow, it's like a fantasy airship game. It's like pirates, except they fly. Except instead of the ships being in the ocean, they're in the sky. Gotcha. Were there any like video games that really? had the biggest impression on you not not necessarily anything per se that your siblings were playing and that you started playing but something that you mm -hmm. got in on your on your own that helped like that was like a huge game changer i get it ah yep oh there it is yep <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing um any games that i played independently that's <laughs> So that's really difficult because my in my introduction to playing games were really I would play whatever my siblings played after yeah. they played it. It's not necessarily video games then. It was more like just like even board games that uh, may have influenced yeah. you or role playing games. 
Um, Did you ever role play as the Monopoly man? <laughs> We're lobbing all these questions at you. No, Aaron. have you? <laughs> no. Uh, good God, what would that even be like? Be terrifying. Um, I uh, uh, this is I don't know why this is like an actually difficult question for me. Like, uh, what was the first video game that I just actively chose to play? Or just game in general. I mean, because as I mentioned, I didn't get started in role-playing games until, like, college. Until yeah. I was, like, on my own in that sense. So I guess in terms of role-playing games, it was around that time where I just decided to go off on this on my own. I don't think anyone else in my family really were interested or even thought about playing any sort of Dungeons & Dragons games like that mm -hmm. until I started talking about it nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you had your mom on, and uh, she had played Dungeons and Dragons or never had played before when you had her She'd on She'd never show. played before. She did mm -hmm. a damn good job. I was listening. Yeah. She was like really, it, it, I was really in, into it. It was really funny. Yeah, she was, she was fantastic. Uh, and she actually was the one who persuaded me to, um, so we had played, we had not played Dungeons and Dragons before, but I had persuaded my family to play a game of Honey Heist, which is essentially a game where Everyone plays criminal bears trying to sneak their way into a honey festival. As you do. <laughs> yeah, as you do. I love it. Um, yeah, it was uh, a very bizarre experience. My mom was absolutely overjoyed. Um, Did you play I think my father spent the whole time just being like, I'm a bear. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying, Rachel. Uh, I asked if you all played as grizzlies. Um, so the point is that you like all play as different ones, but my dad was the grizzly, funnily enough. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a uh, line of work are your parents in? Like what were what, what were they doing when you were growing up? Uh so my dad is um a uh, like a cardiologist essentially and does a lot of like sports physiology research. Um so that filled up most of his time and my mother was a stay-at-home mom. Um okay. who spent all of her time wrangling three kids and uh i think writing a little bit as well um she has a phd in education uh so she was studying and getting that as well when we were very little uh, and since then now she has become a writer of her own so were you always drawn to being a dm more than being a player of role-playing games that's a good question i uh i i think i kind of became I kind of became a DM because I wanted to play more. Um, I think the first time I ever DM'd was it was on my birthday, like maybe three years ago, where I just kind of told my friends that for my birthday, they had to play a game with me. Um, <laughs> and uh, because they had never played before, I had to teach them. So that made me into the DM. And since then, it's really just become, I really enjoy both. They're just very different. Like I really enjoy when I'm get to be a player, getting to get into a character and getting into like the nuances of all of that, I think it's a hell of a great time. But I also kind of enjoy as a GM being surprised by, um, you know, what my players do and also being able to like create this world and be like, hey, I made this thing. Um, so I don't know, I think they're both the same. I think I became a DM because I had a lot of stories to tell basically. Um, and also that I wanted to play more and it felt like I kind of fell naturally into that role where it's like, well, if I want to play, 
I can facilitate people playing by being the person who grounds everyone in one place. How do you feel about playing NPCs like as the DM? Mostly that I hope as a DM, uh, mostly that I hope I do them justice. I feel like uh, oftentimes I'll create a couple of NPCs um, ahead of time, but most of the time I just kind of create them depending on what the players are doing at that time. I'll just say, oh yeah, sure. So you see this guy and he looks like this and he sounds like this. Um, and I'm working on my voices. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's a bit more work and practice for me for for uh, playing NPCs. I think the more I be a DM, the more comfortable I get with just throwing a person out there into the world and being like, yeah, that person exists now. Um, but that definitely took time. The first clip that we're going to be listening to, or effectively us watching, and the listener, uh, the, <laughs> the listener will have no choice. They will have no choice. <laughs> Make you paint your own pictures. Um, but no, maybe you can paint the picture for us. Uh, it, it's mm. the it's the earliest. Uh, I think we're going in a, in a chronological order here. Um, so all I see is a blue screen. I tried. We have not we have not watched any of these because we wanted to remain as fresh ears as possible. Oh boy. Uh, well, in I tried tradition to, of the show. Um, <laughs> yes, of course. And I tried to pick ones that were mostly audio, so I don't think you're going to be missing much. You got lots, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I had an extremely similar bathing suit. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Amazing. Were your parents, I guess, big on uh, documenting everything that went on in their family? I don't actually remember that. I, um, I, I mean, I don't remember being constantly filmed. I mean, and clearly, uh, you can see from the video that honestly, almost as soon as the camera was turned on, I was running away from it, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, but I think they must have gotten it. And then I think at that time, they told me that their video camera at the time was like this big, chunky thing. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they pulled it out a lot for that reason. Um, but I guess my mother thought that was video worthy. You grew up in Dallas, um, Texas. I did. Yeah. Did you guys travel as a family a lot? Fair amount, yeah. Um, every spring over spring break, we would try to uh, go somewhere and go like hiking or skiing or whatever. And You're my dad was a big outdoorsy yeah. person, so he kind of liked to take us out on hikes. Um, and then we would, we have, so my family is originally from Long Island, actually. Uh, my parents are both from Long Island from the same neighborhood they met there as kids. So we have a lot of family and we would see them maybe like once a year. What's the second clip that, right. we're, that we got here? It looks like you guys are on a hike. Yes. So uh, th I think this is actually, I'm a little bit younger. So in the last video, I was five. Um, but uh, I thought it was a good introduction because I have that tiny little hello. Uh, in this one, I'm a lot younger. And what's happening in this video is uh, my older brother and sister uh, would go rock climbing or bouldering whenever they went, like we went on these hiking trips. Um, so they would pack up these harnesses and this like bag of chalk or whatever, and they would get up into it. And I was always kind of terrified of heights and just kind of a really cautious kid around like falling and things like that. So I was not getting suited up. I was just messing around. 
Um, so you're going to like, you're going to hear a lot of basically background noise of my dad trying to put both my brother and sister in their harnesses. And in the meantime, I have one goal and one goal only, and hopefully you will figure out exactly what that is <laughs> um, when you're listening to it. All right, let's take a listen. so adorable oh my goodness yeah <laughs> so clearly you were a flower girl oh yeah i um i wanted dresses and the color pink that's what i wore basically everywhere you're, you're a redhead a natural redhead yeah yeah my hair's a lot darker now um it might get a little bit red like over time but gotcha. yeah when i was when i was a baby i was i had pretty red hair it looks so much like my sister, actually, because my sister uh, also had very, very like fiery red hair when she was um, when she was young. My father has red hair, so she yeah. got that gene. Um, and it's it, yeah, curly, so curly, and it, yeah, so curly. Oh my god! But you got that shock because from I, as clearly from as early as you can remember, you wanted to write on things. Apparently, I don't, but I wasn't even writing on anything. I literally just reached in. It was just throwing chalk everywhere. I was just obsessed <laughs> with it. It um, sounds like a great time. I mean, I, clearly I was so distracted that even though my mother was trying to uh, ask me to sing a song, I was like, no, 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 I can't. I got I, those I chalk. I even tried. I have like, chalk Like I tried business. to sing. And I was like, nah, yes, exactly. Chalk business, Rachel, exactly. Mm -hmm. Hey, Aaron, we have even more uh, from you coming up after this break. Any uh, teasers that you got for us before we go to break? Hmm. Think performance years. Performance years. So we've, yes. we, we've gone from the child Aaron Levine. <laughs> and now we're going into performance years. Yes. Think, think. <laughs> On camera for a reason. <laughs> we got more from Aaron Levine, host of Gameplay Radio here on RFP. Kicking it here with us on Lost and Rewound. Live from the rec room. Stick around. COVID-19 is disrupting everyone's lives right now. And Radio Free Brooklyn is no exception. We want you to know that we have made every effort to ensure the health and well-being of our hosts, staff, and the community at large. We've closed both our studios and canceled live events, but our hosts are still doing their best to continue bringing new original programming by broadcasting live and pre-recording from their home studios or by selecting the best rebroadcasts of their past shows. 
With most of our revenue streams evaporated, we need your help. We realize you may be hurting too, but if you can afford a small donation, it would go a long way toward helping us stay on the air. There are three ways you can help. First, you can give a one-time or monthly donation by going to radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. There, you'll find some great t-shirts, mugs, and other swag that we'd like to send you to say thanks. You can also use your phone to text RFBGIVE5 to 44321. It only takes a moment, and you'll be able to use your digital wallet for your donation. Finally, if you shop on Amazon, you can go to Amazon.com smile and register Radio Free Brooklyn as the nonprofit you wish to support. When you do, a percentage of your sales will go to RFB, and it will cost you nothing. No donation is too big or too small. Whatever you can afford will make a huge difference. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and wish all our listeners health and happiness as we weather this storm together. We have returned. We are still two peas in a pod. We're keeping a safe social distance here in the rec room. Alana and Rachel bringing it uh, another edition of Lost and Rewound. Will is not here this week. Hopefully, uh, we can have him in some form or another. Hopefully, not uh, in, in a spiritual like parallel universe or something. I don't know. I want I want him to be in this universe. Damn it. Well, if I. I guess I time traveled and I woke up here. So if that That's happened true. to me, it could happen to him. It could, it could happen to anybody. Aaron, have have you ever had to travel through some parallel universes before? God, I wish. But <laughs> perhaps I have passed through and I haven't even known yet. Uh, tell us about the universe of performance that you were immersed in. Oh, well, um, where where to begin? Um like most things, as being a younger sibling, I um, acted out. Kind of got into performance <laughs> because of my older sibling. Sure, sure. You know, because of my older sister, uh, I did ballet, musical theater. Um, was your older sister briefly? Did what? You, sorry, was your older sister involved in dance and performance uh, to a, a very strong amount? Yeah, uh, then, yeah, okay. she. Um, she was actually thinking of uh, being a uh, like a professional ballerina. Um, when she graduated high school, um, but she ended up becoming this really cool, badass person who writes in Los Angeles on television. So, hey, hey, that's cool. Um, but yeah, she was really into it. She did a lot of theater as well. Um, and I, yeah, I did too, to kind of like an interesting extent where I enjoyed the singing. I like, I like, I actually really love to sing. Um, and I really loved, obviously, the storytelling and performance, but uh, standing in front of people and performing, uh, surprisingly, very anxious making. <laughs> Tell us about this clip that we're about to listen to. You you are yeah. singing. Yes, yeah. Um, funnily enough, speaking of doing everything that my older siblings were doing, uh, this is a choir song from, I think, middle school, where I'm singing kind of a winter song. It's called Marshmallow World. I'm into the it. scarf that is in the video mm -hmm. of this hideous uh, ancient choir dress. Um, but it's actually the exact same song that my sister performed when she was in middle school. Oh, my God. 
Uh, so I sang the same song. I think I'm wearing the same scarf. Even. <laughs> okay. So uh, th not to be confused with uh, a, a secret Mario World level. Here is Marshmallow no. World. Wow. Wow. That I like that reference a lot. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's a good one. Onward. Let's do it. How did that feel watching that? Oh, so many emotions. <laughs> a little bit of secondhand embarrassment. Um, a lot of, oh my God. I, I just I wanted to give her a big hug. She was so nervous. Uh, you could like see in the video that I was like scrunching and unscrunching like the bottom of my dress. And when I went off stage, it was practically like hot, like speed walking i was like oh my goodness so cute you said that you were involved in band too is that correct very very briefly but yes so if you had to pick in your head during this time in your life one facet of performance that at the very least gave you some chance to really shine it was singing yeah 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 what kind of music were you listening to privately off the stage god hearkening back um what was 14 year old aaron listening to yeah for, well 14 year old aaron um it was it was a lot of like joe's the joe's and the pussycats album great um yeah it was awesome uh a lot of green day great um maybe a little fallout boy um and like also the Shrek 2 album. Incredible. Is, honestly. Yeah, it's so good. I don't understand why, but it's awesome. Um, <laughs> I love that in, yeah. in this video, you had like a Britney Spears setup. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have like the little, the little head mic. Like, like, I don't know what year this was, but I have very clear memories of, of young girls on Halloween running around with off-brand Britney Spears microphone setups and like the, it was a big deal to have that uh, cordless headset like what you're wearing you were like the coolest person in the world if you had something like that 
Yeah, I think it was because I think we were doing this at like the local high school was where the performance was at. And they had like a pretty good theater budget. So Mm -hmm. I think they were giving us those mics because they like had that available to them. Yeah. So you did this for how long until you were like, I don't want to do this stupid chorus thing anymore. I'm moving on to something cooler. Well, so I actually did choir all throughout high school. You did? I did. Uh, It became less of this and more of um because i went to i went to so i went to a public school for like all through middle school and then in high school i went to this kind of private quote-unquote independent school um you too huh yeah just kind of had a different vibe yeah Um, smaller right smaller much smaller the first year that i was there we sang you know that um that song from the Star Wars movie, the um that was supposed to be like Star Wars one, episode one, um, where they make like baby Anakin oh, you and mean- they fight uh Darth Maul. Yeah. And they have the song that yeah. goes like do 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we sang the uh the choir part of that wow. for a recital once. What? That's so cool. That's a cr- yeah. I-, I want that to be recorded. Damn, posterity. I know. It was it was a lot, especially because um, all of the other high school girls were laughing their heads off during the performance and didn't actually sing it. So um, really, it was except for it you. was a mess, but it was very entertaining. So it was actually not bad doing choir throughout all of those years, much yeah. less uh, cringy, thankfully. Uh huh. So about cringy, uh, tell us about this next clip. Right. So now we're getting into. Uh, College Aaron, because College Aaron, College Aaron. Where where because, where was uh, College Aaron? So in this case, I had actually just transferred schools um, halfway through, and so I went to Emory University in Atlanta for the second half. Where were um, you before? I was at um, University of Miami in Florida. Okay, and uh, what made you transfer from uh, Miami to Atlanta? Uh environment preferences uh i also thought that the writing program was better at emory um so i studied creative writing shocker and uh, psychology as well and in the midst of that i feel like all of us had a phase where we were going through a maybe i should be a youtuber phase um so i made a very small number of vlogs that i uploaded to youtube vlogs Um, vlogs i made vlogs i'm here for it okay yeah so this is one of them all right hey guys let me lay this out for you i'm sitting at my desk i'm wearing a hoodie and it's already dark out do you know what that means it's finals week (laughs) not to mention i think it's the gloomiest week ever for the majority of america and i have a theory okay are you ready dementors have descended upon us because of finals week. Anyway, past Erin decided it would be a good idea to tell people that she was going to make a set of videos during finals week, kind of like a survival blog. I assume the majority of people watching this video know what finals are like and how horrible they are, and I don't know what good this will do you, but hey, at least we can suffer together, I guess. I'm gonna try to put up four videos, although keep in mind that I'm gonna be pretty insane the entire time. It's not gonna be high quality. Sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. I have to study. That's part of life. I mean, it's not like all I want to do is study. For example, I have been procrastinating basically all week. I even made a list. See? Ooh. List. 
Oh, I'm freaking out the camera. Sorry, camera. Ooh. Here are the ways of procrastination that I am familiar with because of finals. Laundry. Girls gotta wear clothes to go anywhere. Groceries. Girls gotta eat. Exercise. It's supposed to be good for you to be healthy, isn't it? A long, contemplative shower is supposedly good for your concentration. I think. Calling someone. I'm pretty sure I've heard a story about someone going insane from sitting in their room alone for too long. Eating. And after all, you can't eat while you're studying because you need both hands. So, you get to watch a movie. Planning what you're doing over winter break. Because you don't want to be the only one who has nothing to do. Staring blankly into space and questioning your existence. Because you're young and you're trying to figure out who you are. Writing and creating YouTube videos. Because if you have the creative juices flowing, then you'll just get all of your work done. Sleeping. Either taking a nap or going to sleep early because you're giving up on the day and you think you won't get anything else done. That's a lie. You actually can do a lot done. And last but not least, the internet. Which, there is no cause, honestly. I should be studying right now. I'm trapped in the finals box. I honestly am procrastinating right now. I gotta go. But be sure to let me know what you do when you procrastinate in the comments, too. Because then maybe we can all look out for each other and try to stop each other procrastinating. From across the country. Mmm, I don't wanna study. I guess good luck to you and... Talk to you again soon. It's me! College, man. College. <laughs> this was my favorite. So, this was my favorite yeah. thing I've seen today. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Is it your favorite thing that you've seen all quarantine? No, but it's my favorite thing that I've seen today. Okay. T tomorrow is a new day but today that was incredible god that was such an era i f i resonate so hard with <laughs> yeah. that era of life on y earth you're going through it still kind of you just finished up your first year of grad school i did but i wasn't well here's the thing is like i resonate with it in terms of final stress but i was resonating more so with the era in which this style of youtube existed and yeah. it's, it's just that was such a time period to be alive that like to be in that time portal just you know it really brought me back yeah i mean it's it's real it was definitely of its style um and it just kind of existed <laughs> very different from how youtube vlogs are now for sure were you into storytelling uh, in a different manner uh, outside of just like putting it online? Or were, were you know you obviously you had I guess a lot of outlets in college and opportunities to uh, take your performance offline. So interestingly, in college, I didn't do as much like performing per se. Uh, I didn't get into any sort of like singing groups. Yeah. Or anything like that. I mean, I I got into swing dancing, so hey, that was something that, that I got cool. into. Uh, but besides that, it was mostly just studying. And I mean, writing. since creative writing was my yeah. major, was writing in that. What was the accumulation of your of your final project? Like, was it something that involved a little bit more oration? Um, you know, I wish it had, because that would have been really cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I only I I think. By, so my final project for uh, just having my being a creative writing major was just a really long story, like a 50 page, several short story collection sort of a thing. Um, but by that point, I had already stopped making YouTube videos. It was very short lived where 
I I enjoyed the making of them, but there was something about the editing of them that was hard for me to do mm. in a way. Um, you know what I mean? Because yeah. when you when you pause like a video of yourself, you catch yourself at like the weirdest angles that you would never expect yeah we do have time for uh i think just one more clip but uh this is uh from a larger audio file and so we'll be just playing a snippet of it yes so yeah, just a snippet yeah, i thought it would be important to wrap all this up with um my baby fledgling inspiration into doing audio stuff as well so I obviously i struggled with video and i tried performance and live and now uh, this was just a funny video I made like uh, eight years ago just for like a friend to entertain her. Um, and I had like actually a hell of a good time with it. And then nothing ever happened after that until this day. Who was the friend? For, who? What, what was her name? Uh, her name was Caroline. We were very close friends. I knew her from high school. Um and uh, I, I just, I think she had sent me like a video or something or we had talked about me doing this because uh, I often talked on the phone while I was cooking. Um, not that I was that great of a chef, honestly, at that time. I think I'm making like a grilled cheese sandwich. Um, but I just kind of thought it would be funny to try to make a podcast out of um, making dinner. And I thought I would send that to my friend. It's kind of like a little entertaining thing or whatever. Welcome to Aaron's Kitchen. This is not my kitchen, but I am Aaron, and I am cooking in this kitchen. So, it is Aaron's Kitchen. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to make a grilled cheese sandwich with tomato soup. Mmm. Yes. I'm going to be teaching you this by telling you, and you will listen, since this is an audio recording. How exciting is that? Let's get some music up in this shit. Hello, and welcome to Aaron's Kitchen. This is not my kitchen, but I am Aaron, and I am cooking in this kitchen. So, it is Aaron's Kitchen. Today, I'm going to be teaching you how to make a grilled cheese sandwich with tomato soup. Mmm. Yes. I'm going to be teaching you this by telling you and you will listen since this is an audio recording how exciting is that let's get some music up in this shit ah yes the perfect way to make dinner is to have music in the background so that you can dance around to it I, in particular, enjoy listening to Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox because it has those sassy hip swings. I don't know what that means. Okay, so the first thing to do if you want to make a grilled cheese sandwich is get a pan that is clean. Now, the pan you want to use is not clean, so first, I'm going to have to clean it. So I'm going to do that now. Why don't you listen? Okay, so this dish is actually partially clean because I left it to soak overnight. So this hopefully won't take too long, but it looks like it requires some scrubbing. It smells like pesto because that is what I used to cook last night. 
So most people start out with rule number one being have your dishes ready to go. But obviously, I kind of go by a plan it out as you go kind of a thing. So I said to myself, Aaron, what do you want for dinner? And I said, well, I think I'm going to make myself a grilled cheese sandwich. And so with the pan that I want to use, it's not, it's not clean. So what do I do? I clean it and it's all set. Let's just dry this off. <laughs> I'm here for it. This is like, this is exactly what I want to just create the pod, make 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 the show about now. I like I don't want to do this yeah. show anymore. All I want to do is just like have Zoom <laughs> clean dishes. All I want to do is just like literally like every night my wife makes dinner. I'll do dishes. I'm on dish duty. And honestly, all I want to do is just like do a weekly podcast where, uh, and I don't think Radio Free Brooklyn has the bandwidth to do this, but just mm. like me in my living room slash kitchen, cleaning up, doing the dishes and like talking to somebody on Zoom. So it'll literally be like cleaning with a lawn and just like yeah, doing it, like menial bullshit while having a otherwise serious conversation with somebody while they <laughs> sit and watch me clean. Right, just having like a you know a nice you know domestic day, doing whatever the hell. Absolutely, oh, I'm so domestic. This was great. You, you are, are you are very domestic. I am. Aaron, did Caroline return the favor and give you a, a a cooking video? Oh God, I wish. Honestly, I actually am not sure if this even reached her because I don't remember us ever talking about it. Boy, what? So you made yeah. this for her, but it never made it to its recipient. I think she, I think she might have heard it. Maybe I don't. I don't. I just don't remember talking about it for yeah. some reason. That's so funny. Yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, that's like a, a perfect. Uh, you, you basically eight years ago created a a perfect uh, pitch for a, a podcast of you know a, a cooking with Aaron and making yeah some one of the most delicious dishes. This is, goes on for like fifteen <laughs> more minutes. If you it make, it really does making a grilled cheese and tomatoes soup. Right, and of course, the best part is that the tomato soup is not, I don't actually make the soup. I just microwave Campbell's. <laughs> <laughs> was, I just make the grilled cheese and then pop some soup in the microwave. Um, wait, did you have like a diner or like a, a Denny's or like a, or where, where was like a breakfast spot that you would go to? Or like if you went to like a outside of the house? Did like you go to Waffle as House? A youth? <laughs> Yeah, or you know, as a youth, as a uh, as a almost adult. How do you feel about Waffle House? Man, you know, Waffle House was in Georgia, but there weren't that many Waffle Houses where I lived in Texas. Mm. Um, for us, it was more like IHOP yeah. type places. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if you went to an IHOP, you would you would get a grilled cheese and tomato yeah. soup or something, right? Sure. I mean, okay. Because I was gonna say, like, we all have like our go to dishes when we go. To the IHOPs and the Denny's and for us, at least, <laughs> New York slash New Jersey's diners. Because um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize that all those places gave you whatever you wanted at whatever time of day. Um, I didn't realize that they all did that. Diners are a very important part of my life. They are very much a part of my youth. Um, but the diners gr- are great. But, the, gr- but the, the reason I bring that up is because that's like a staple. That's like... Like one of those comfort foods. So, like when you have a grilled cheese and tomato yeah. soup, and you think about this video, um, are there like any comfort foods that remind you of home that you can't get anywhere except for home? Oh boy, um, 
Comfort foods from home. Yeah. I mean, there are many, uh, my mother's, um, well, so my mother's, uh, actually spaghetti and meat sauce is she makes it for me every time I go home and I absolutely love that. But, um, because it's, so there's a place that's specific to Texas called Torchy's Tacos. And, um, it, they are the best, the best tacos. Um, and there's like no argument there. The size portion sizes are huge. Um, the spices and the mixes are fantastic. The queso is like actually melted, fully melted cheese mm. that stays oh, that way. God, um, yes, that's all what it's all about. It's really, it's really what it's all about. And that was like a huge thing for me, especially after moving to New York, like four years ago, being like, uh, none of this is right. <laughs> so, um, definitely if you're in Texas, I think it's just a chain in Texas this right now anywhere so just try to find torchies and uh go there uh it's really cool would you consider opening uh torchies tacos in brooklyn <laughs> if i had the gift you know i would <laughs> but maybe in the meantime i can just you know try to make tacos on my own and do another podcast about it <laughs> yes um um in this kind of times where being able to uh connect on a you know on a virtual level do you suspect that uh you have siblings who are just itch and rare to go for a round of uh of Aaron DMing them. You know, I bet they would say yes if I asked. You All know, right. like we already meet every once in a while and uh play games like Pictionary or like code words Hell sometimes yeah. like code names. So yeah. like we're already in that board game life, you know. Playing a role playing game not too far off. <laughs> I, I will say this, uh Aaron, you are probably the first person I could think of who knows games that I have never heard of and I uh, you are a encyclopedic and uh, <laughs> you know we had recently a, a Radio Free Brooklyn happy hour uh, and where uh, you were uh, I'm pretty sure the one who was uh, conducting it um, and w w was it not uh, the that you suggested murder trivia party you and I yeah murder are, trivia party from Jackbox yeah you and I are both Jackbox heads I'm still waiting for this happy hour invite Oh, well, we should well, get on that then. I, I, suppose, yeah. I suppose that's on me then, isn't it? Fuck. <laughs> we'll get you in. All right. We'll get you in. But, we'll uh, say you're with us. You are a treasure. I'm so happy that uh, you uh, came on the show today, and I'm glad to hear so much of your past. And uh, I, 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 I already liked you a lot because you were so cool with like all the game knowledge. And I think the first time I actually tuned into your show, you were playing video game music, and I was like instantaneously in love. I was like... I'm Aww. I'm super into the fact that like this is even being on this network. Um but it's cool to know that like I at least could find a way to be on some similar ground with you with the Jackbox stuff because uh holy yeah. shit like if I'm at a party if we ever ever get to like do parties again uh I think playing Jackbox in person would be so much fucking cooler than doing it virtually on Zoom. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I think that would be great and uh I mean, this has been an absolute pleasure. I had a great time when you came on my show. God, however long ago that was at this January. point. I don't know what time is. January. Um, January. Wow, that was this year. Cool, cool. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, my, char I, I mean, my character was, 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 was crazy. But that's another thing entirely. Listen yeah. to her show to find out more. You were about yes, to say. Yes, and listen to this show more, obviously. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> game, Gameplay Radio, it's at 2 p.m. on Sundays. Um, with this uh, fantastic individual uh, also in my archives, Elon. Again, thank you. It's been a pleasure getting to know you through talking about games and stuff as well. Um, any other plugs that you want to get out there before we wrap up? Sure. Um, 
I mean, you you know where to listen to my show. It's on Spotify. It's on the Radio Free Brooklyn website. Uh, if you want my nerd musings or to know when something cool and exciting is happening on the show, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, and that is at Aaron is a bird. E-R-Y-N is a bird because I uh, am a smartass when it comes to making Twitter names sometimes. So go ahead and follow that. Uh, but otherwise, that's that's kind of all you need to know. Aaron Levine here on Lost and Rewound, joining Rachel and I for this edition on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you. Thanks to you both. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Alon. Do you have anything you want to plug before you head on out of here? I sure do. Okay. All right. Tell me. Tell us. Tell everybody. Okay. Tell, tell you. I have two big things to plug right now. You can check out NYC Talent Show Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern by tuning into nyctalentshow.com where you can get paid by participating. You can try your best. It might happen. And also... You can find the podcast Six Unseemly Questions by going to unseemlyquestions.com or wherever you get your podcast. We're on social media at Six Unseemly. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for allowing me to do that plug. Thank you for being a brave soul and being the first guest back at the rec room. I mean, you're a part of the show, but I mean, we're allowed one guest here and you are that guest. Wow, I'm honored. You should be. It's good to get out. Right. Get let your let yourself go back into I don't know where I'm going. Well, with that's this. right. It's time to get out because it's June and it's Pride Month. Yes. Don't no need to get embarrassed about that. No. No. I mean, we get embarrassed here every week, but um, it's it is Pride Month, so be out there and be proud of who you are. And if, uh, yeah. and Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter. And trans lives matter. And, and Black trans lives matter. And yes, all of the above. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so because we're in the first wave, don't forget that we still need to be, you know, social distancing and uh, washing our hands uh, uh, profusely. You know what would be flaming? Using soap and water. Use soap and water, absolutely. So uh, continue to stay safe out there. We will be back next week with, uh, I would imagine, a new episode. My name is Alon. I'm Rachel. We'll catch you here next week on Lost and Rewound. Bye! to uh, stop the bleeding. It was quite dramatic, actually. I almost wish someone had been here to see it, but I guess now you get to hear it, because how fun is that? So I had to stop the bleeding, and I used a lot of toilet paper, because I'm afraid to say I'm out of Band-Aids. And so, after the bleeding stopped, I sat down on my bed and uh, let the wound take care of itself. You know, I'm starting to realize this probably isn't the best story to be telling you, but, you know, these are the kind of thoughts that happen when you cook. In any case, clean up your shit. Let's put these grapes away.